Good evening. Welcome to the Replenish Me Show. On the Replenish Me Show, we have dynamic, dynamic guests to help female entrepreneurs to stay replenished in their mind, body, spirit, so that they can continue to powerfully impact the world with their purpose and vision. Hello, my name is Cordelia Gaffar, and I'm your hostess. I am an author and a co-author with Oprah Winfrey and America's Leading Ladies, an award-winning speaker, and a transformational business consultant where I help women one-on-one -on -one and with my group coaching programs. Visit my website, CordeliaGaffar.com, to find out more about my world tour, which starts in London, October 2019, and will continue through 2020. Now for tonight's show. I'm so excited to have um, one of my new friends on my podcast today, and we have so many exciting things to share in this podcast. But first and foremost, we're gonna highlight Aisha Ikram, who is a transformational coach for professionals and entrepreneurs. She's the founder of Aisha Ikram, Beyond Abundance, and Born to Be Resilient show with Aisha. She also has a podcast, Transform Your Life, with Aisha. And um, she's formerly worked as a business coach, NLP coach, health and personal trainer, long-term health conditions educator, as well as a navigator with the NHS in the UK. As uh, in her capacity as a transformational coach, she helps professionals with how to become emotionally resilient by developing a, a simple understanding of the role of thought in their lives. She also appears on Islam Channel, offers one-to-one -one and group coaching, as well as runs community events to help people in their local communities. Um, and like so many, a million, millions and millions of things. And going into 2020, she's going to be on the world tour with me, but more on that later. So welcome to the show. <laughs> Hi, thanks for having me. Um, I'm so excited, as you can tell, <laughs> about having you here, but let's just dial it back a bit and see, like, who is Aisha? Where did she come from? And why are you talking about emotional resilience? Right. Wow. It's a very deep and thought-provoking question, I would say. <laughs> so who is Aisha? Well, I am a as you mentioned um, in my intro, that I'm a transformational coach. I'm also a single mom. And I, you know, I help people in various capacities uh, in one-to-one -one coaching, one-to-many coaching, uh, to help them with resilience. And the reason I'm so passionate about resilience is through my own life journey. Um, you know, as you can relate being a mother and me, you know, as being a single mother, you need a lot of resilience in order to raise your children. And it becomes difficult if you, if you have various other things going on in your life, for example, uh, working in your full-time job with the national health sector. And before that I was a consultant, I had my own business, you know, and when you are doing all these things together, sometimes it seems like, 
life is throwing so many things at you. And it's not just your ability to bounce back and you know, claim your excellence. How do you actually maintain your grounding while fulfilling all these roles? So I learned that through my own experience and people used to say, oh, Aisha, especially my close friends, um, you, know, you seem very strong. How do you do all that? And I never used to think that you know, this is something that I can help other people um, with how they can have all these exciting roles. And at the same time, they can claim their own excellence and they can go after their calling. I call it calling, you know, it's, I believe that everybody's born with a unique talent and they all have a purpose. It's only the matter of time before you can actually realize that. And the moment you realize that, regardless, however, you know, how old you are, it's never too late to claim your true calling. So this is how Aisha Ikram and Beyond Abundance was born. And this is what I share with my colleagues, with my friends, with my clients. And it's a constant reminder for myself as well. I love what you said. So, you know, I want to just pull a couple of things out of that. Often we just are living life, right? Just day to day. And people, you know, they marvel at what we're able to accomplish. But we don't think that it's something that we can actually teach someone else or that's, you know, like worth marketing. Um, but once we realize that, uh, that we've come up with some amazing formula that is uh, of value to the rest of the world, then stepping into our calling, as you say, um, it's, it's really dynamic. Exactly. And um, I, as I said, I used to always help people right because I wouldn't think that it's something so special until someone from a different angle you know shines the light at you and say actually what you're doing is is different to what other people are doing so share your success with us right and you don't think about it oh right I could charge for these things that I have been teaching other people for years <laughs> yes yes so yeah yeah, and and the and the next thing that I want to also bring attention to is the thing about age, right? Because right. who was it, Louise Hay? She was sixty-one, yes. or she was I, yeah. I can't remember exactly how old she was, but her story—I mean, it was really, really inspirational. You know, she inspired me a lot. That despite of any age that you are in, you can claim your calling if it's your true calling, it would keep on chasing you. And sometimes, you know, the discomfort that we feel in our life, Cordelia, I think that's because we are expressing our excellence so hard because we have self-doubt, self-judgment, and we look at other people and marvel, as you said, that they can achieve all these things. But deep down inside, we know we are equally capable of these amazing things. All we need is just an inspired action. And inspired action is in spirit with your true calling. It is. So on that note, let's talk about spirit for a minute. Um, I know like in our amazing event that we have coming up in October in London, um, we've divvied up these four areas of our life, right? We have the body, mind, spirit, and emotions. And so one of your topics is spirit. So give us a little, you know, snapshot of how can we 
be resilient in our spirit? A lovely question. The thing is, often when people look at different forms of our being, we see our physical form, right? That's because that's what meets the eye. And then people, if they develop their grounding, they can go as far as the mindset. So spirit is often overlooked. But what I truly believe, and I experience that on a day-to-day basis, is that we are spiritual beings having human experience, Mm -hmm. right? But how do you actually go out there and claim it? And when I say effortlessly, I do mean effortlessly because the thing that makes spiritual existence in connection with other parts of our being is our thoughts. We massively underestimate the value of our thoughts. Thought process is a vessel that connects our spirituality with our mindset and with our physical part of our being. Once you become aware of your thoughts, it's a true paradigm of psychology. And I will speak about uh, paradigms you know, in a little while, but I really want to hone this point in first, that once you start becoming aware of your thoughts, you start seeing tiny gaps between each thought. And these tiny gaps make us conscious. So when you become conscious of your own thoughts, the process which is called stimuli and you know, reaction Instead of us becoming a reactionary human beings, we become spiritual beings because we really value our words. And we think about either this response is necessary or not. So then we become aware of our response instead of just reacting with whatever thought comes into your mind because we move away from this mindset that other people have control of our life. We always have control of our existence, of our mindset, of our thought process through the process of our thought. And this helps us becoming innately wise because we were born with this wisdom. We don't need to go out somewhere and claim this. So when you go through this process, you claim your innate emotional resilience. And when so I... Sorry, these are all big words, but I will break them apart and I will sort of, you know, share with the listeners and the viewers in a, in a moment. But I really want to just make this point clear that thoughts are something extremely powerful and not to be taken lightly. I agree. I was, I was just jumping ahead because I <laughs> sorry something and I was like, oh, like I saw this vision of, um, you know, I, I still have little kids. So my, my little five-year-old, right? Yeah. Sometimes she's so tiny, right? And she's just like, oh, mom, don't worry about that. I can do that. And I'm thinking to myself, she's going to get a carrot and she's going to chop <laughs> it up with this humongous knife and take the you know, shavings off, right? Yeah. And, you know, as moms, I'm seeing like blood gushing and, you know. Oh, dear. <laughs> but her mind, she's already visualized and grasped hold and magnetize what she's going to do and to just sit back and allow that to happen and watch her actually do it right she will go get the Mm. carrot you know help support herself with stool and clean Mm. it off and everything Mm. no blood nothing (laughs) happens and it's that simple for adults right 
see how powerful her mind is. And we lose that when we grow up, right? I love your point and I love your example because this, this can't get any simpler than that. But the thing is, when we are children, our minds are uncontaminated. Our intelligence is uncontaminated, right? A child would never be taught how to walk. They just observe grown-ups around them and they start walking, right? They have infinite you know, resilience within them. No child, no infant would actually stop learning to walk after his or first tumble. If they have a tiny bit, you know, if they drop, they would just pick themselves up and then they start walking again. Similarly, us grown-ups, you know, we just get so hung up on the outcome of a particular situation or a circumstance or an event that we start defining our entire lives around that event instead of just taking that as a learning step. You know, just, just how that little infant was learning how to walk we can learn from that event, safeguard ourselves. If there is something that you know may harm us in future, safeguard ourselves and then do something else about that. This is as simple as that, but because we tend to become, we have this intellectual side, right? Because you know we are beautiful human beings with you know a lot of wisdom and intellect, but we often mix up these two very powerful things. So when we start thinking with our intellect mind, things start to become overcomplicated rather than simplifying the events. But the true paradigm or the truth behind everything is usually simplicity. The most powerful uh, you know, events that can happen in your life, if you go back and see from hindsight, they were based around simplicity. You were just going with the flow rather than t- trying to take control. Yeah, that's so true. You're right. And, and really, um, I, I think your example of the, the toddler learning to walk is a little bit easier to bear. But my example of the mother observing is yeah. more of an example of what happens to us as adults, because we, you know, having experienced chopping our fingers and everything, <laughs> we, we see those images, but our children having not ever experienced that and just seeing mom has cut a carrot and she didn't hurt herself i can cut a carrot no problem you know that's um that's the contrast of what happens yeah yeah and having said that doesn't mean that we should because when i said earlier that children get contaminated with you know when they when adults try to sort of stop them or control everything so that doesn't mean that we shouldn't safeguard our children what it means is that encourage your child and their free spirit and, and their eagerness and excitement to learn new things. But at the same time, you can sort of show them a safe way of cutting that carrot. <laughs> yeah. But your daughter, you know, she was amazing. She sort of must have observed you for a while in order to sort of find the stool and make sure she's stable. She has the knife in her hand and she's not cutting her finger. <laughs> <laughs> Mashallah, yeah. <laughs> and, and this is a, a, another good example, right, of when we have been successful with something, right, where it could have, you know, things could have gone wrong, but we are relying on our wisdom of what we, you know, have proven to ourselves. Yes. 
and we know we can, you know, again, try and not cut our fingers. So I, I'm, I'm talking about this because I have chopped up my fingers cutting other things, but she oh <laughs> fortunately didn't witness that. So, but I digress. So, <laughs> well, I'm not a great cook myself. I mean, I do manage to cook, but every time I cut onions, there are little scratches on my fingers too, <laughs> despite of using chopping board. <laughs> so our children are clearly better chefs than we are. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, um, when we come back, I want to dive a little bit deeper into the mindset because I know you know you get more into bar paradigms and everything, but we'll just take a brief break and um, and pick up right there. Sure. Hello, I'm Cordelia Gaffar, a transformational consultant who helps female professionals to experience emotions in their body to their fullest power. Hi, I'm Aisha Ikram. I'm a transformational coach. I offer clarity on how your mind works and process emotions as a profession and entrepreneur. Not only that, I also help you increase in consciousness and innate wisdom so you can experience life from a simpler and a true psychological perspective. For example, how do you know that you're angry and do you avoid it? When you think you're going to have a bad day, do you actually have a bad day? Allow your body to feel the boil and know that this is an alert that you have something super important to share and allow those words to emerge in the moment. How do you know you don't have enough resilience to deal with your personal or professional life situation anymore? That's why we're so excited to bring you this beautiful transformation, resilience and transformation secrets to replenish you this event will help professional women get total transformation and clarity in their mind, body, spirit, and emotions. From two women, Cordelia and myself, to you all women, we are happy to announce our live event in October um, in London. So we will share total transformation between Cordelia and I. Cordelia, what will you help um, these amazing women uh, for transforming their lives? Giving them permission to just glean from the wisdom of their emotions and actually feel it. And I will help them on the spot transformation to help them with their elusive mindset trap and increase your grounding for embracing innate resilience. So join us in London in October for Aisha and Cordelia Live. We can't wait to see you in person in London on 19th of October. So click the link in this video or in this audio to find out more. And we're back. So Aisha, let's dive more into paradigms and how the mind works and all the things that we misunderstand about what's going on up here. <laughs> Right, so in order to understand how the mind works and why um, I'm so passionate about the simplicity behind the thought states, it's important to understand what paradigms are. 
So some of you might be aware of the paradigms, but for those of you who don't know what paradigms are, paradigms are usually people's realities. So it's your belief system. A paradigm is not just one simple belief system. Paradigm is actually, um, it, to give you an example, if you see a beautiful chandelier that holds a lot of tiny, tiny bulbs, but one bulb holds all the other bulbs in that chandelier. So your paradigm is that primary belief that holds all other beliefs in your mind. So that is a paradigm. So if you are holding on to a false paradigm, that means there might be a lot of other sub-beliefs within that paradigm that could prevent you from claiming your excellence. An example of a paradigm is that years ago, people used to think that Earth was flat. And the consequence of having a flat Earth theory was if you are uh, of uh, somebody who is of an exploring nature, that person would no longer be able to explore the Earth because the danger of exploring the Earth is if you go far and wide, you will drop off the edges of Earth. Whereas when, the, when this false paradigm was overruled and we discovered that the earth is actually round, that means for someone who wants to explore the earth, they can safely go and circumference around the earth. Similarly, someone who has a false paradigm, their mindset could be blocking them from you know, doing a lot of things in their lives. For example, if you have a trauma and you have a paradigm, that you need years and years and years of you know, psychological intervention. That means unless you have that psychological intervention, you would not be able to achieve a certain task. And I say that because a lot of people, especially women in there, when they try to climb up their corporate ladder, if they have a hidden block in their mind that actually something happened as a child in their life, this is why they can't achieve this certain, uh, you know, position or they can't have a certain uh, type of business that's a competing commitment so you are holding on to on one hand you might be very successful in for doing whatever you're doing but on the other hand there is a competing commitment that you are not able to you know climb up after a certain point in your life so when we work with a false paradigm everything that is holding on to this as a sub belief in this false paradigm it sort of collapsed, and that's through the power of thought. So if I understand correctly, it's kind of like when, um, like when I worked in corporate, right? right? If I had believed that there was a glass ceiling because um, I was working um, at a larger corporation before mm -hmm. I went to this opportunity, and, and someone just said to me, you know, you may look, at a smaller company and so I saw like some of my male uh, colleagues they would go and you know they would be the number two mm. at, a, at a smaller company and I thought mm. well why not and so yeah. I went and I applied for that job and I got it right. so I guess a lot of times women they'll have this competing thing where they want to do something amazing but in their mind for whatever reason they feel like they have to do it at a bigger place which would be staying at the big corporation where they also feel the glass ceiling is that what you're saying 
it's it's kind of similar to what you described, but that can affect people in in their relationship as well. For example, if somebody thinks that their their you know their parents didn't have a successful marriage, therefore subconsciously I will not also have a successful marriage. Or if their parents had a certain illness, it might pass on to me. And sometimes the things that we are most afraid of, because our mind, as I said through the thought process, it becomes a gigantic magnetic field. And it attracts uh, thoughts that are subconsciously very powerful. And the more we try to repel, the way the repelling system works is that we try not to think about a certain thought, but in order to not think about certain thought, you think about it first, right? And then you sort of negate that. The more you try to do this, on and off negative and positive process, the more focus you're giving, giving to that thought. Um, and this is why it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, whether to in your per personal life or in your professional life. So the effects can have a cascade sort of, you know, uh, impact in all other areas of your life. So I really want to share with the listeners today how and what to do about thoughts that you think they are not um, serving you or you are more afraid of. Okay. Right? So let's, let's talk about that. Let's say that someone, their, um, their mother, you know, she always got the flu every winter, right? Right. Now, how can I use my thoughts to not make that true for myself? Right. So first of all, there are two things, right? So uh, there's a biochemistry and there's a thought process. You can rule out the biochemistry and you can rule out, uh, you know, the preventative methods by taking a trip to the, to the GP and making sure if you need a flu shot, you have a flu shot. I personally never got one. I don't believe in these kind of vaccinations because I eat healthy and I have a healthy lifestyle. So Thoughts have nothing to do with taking care of or devising strategy to prevent ourselves. Those are completely two different things. And that's why when I, when I uh, you know, coach my clients, I make a very clear distinction. And if there is a thought-related process, then I coach them around thought-related processes. And if there is a strategy that we need to devise, then we work on that strategy. So that's the body part done, right? In terms of your, your mental process, if you're thinking that you're going to catch cold or flu because your parents have that or your mom has that, now, considering that your body's healthy, there's nothing wrong with that, and you're just thinking about it, sometimes these thoughts, as I said, could become a self-fulfilling prophecy. So the thoughts on its own, they have no power whatsoever. And it might be very surprising for some people, especially when they have heard that you should think positive and you should do positive affirmations, you should meditate. Someone who is trying to change their thoughts or meditate, I give them an example of a C. Our mind thinks hundreds and thousands of thoughts and there's nothing we can do to stop them because that's a natural process. This is why I call it a spiritual process because where do the thoughts come from? Nobody knows. Thoughts are very, very spiritual. Thoughts come from the middle of nowhere. So they come from nowhere. And that nowhere is, it goes back to universal intelligence. Some people call it source. 
I call him God. You know, that's my faith system. But respectfully, depending on your faith system, you can call that source whatever you like. But the point is, thoughts come from absolutely nowhere. No science or psychologists have proved that where the thoughts come from. However, they have proved what happens when the act of thought happens in our mind, right? Neurons fire and all that. Now, when I said earlier that the thoughts on their own are, are uh, neutral, they have no positive or negative meaning. We process the thought based on our belief system and we give it whatever meaning you want to give. Now, without going into year and year long therapy, if you have a negative belief system about catching cold because of your mom, she catches that every year, all you have to remind yourself is, oh, it's just a, a flu thought that I have. I don't need to do anything with that. Often when we think something, we get so scared and we want to do something about that thought. Cordelia, how many times you must have thought silly thoughts, but you didn't really do anything with them? Have you? Yeah, I, I just, like you said, it's just a thing. It's, it's just a, yeah, it's like, you know, it's a little blip in your mind and you can ignore that, right? And the thing is, some people who really want to do something with the thought, what I can explain them is that understanding the nature of thought helps us what to do with the thoughts. So first of all, thoughts, we don't know where they come from and we think a lot of thoughts. Second thing is, the thoughts are transient. If you try to hold on to that thought by positive thinking or meditation, you give it a lot of power. Yes. It might, you know, you might think it's helping me and I'm not saying meditation is wrong or positive thinking is wrong. What I'm trying to say is this is against the nature of the thought. For example, there's a sea and a lot of water is flowing in the sea. Can you try and tame the, the waves in the sea? No. You can't. They take their natural turn. Sometimes they are in turbulence. Sometimes the sea is going you know, smoothly. If you go with the flow, it becomes really effortless. You don't really have to do anything with that thought. All you need to remind yourself is if it's just, just a negative flu thought, it will fly away just like the weather system. We have natural innate uh, healing with our, within ourselves. We have auto-corrected health and well-being system. So this thought, which I'm not very happy about, it's slowly gonna fly out of my mind and it's fine. I'm not gonna catch flu because my mom's got it every year. She might have a weaker immune system, simple as that. I love that. I, and you know what, I, I like the way you helped us to explore where the thoughts come from, the nature of the thoughts, and that they are something that uh, can go away just like the the way they came, you know, kind yes. of like the when. Um, yes. You know, on on the other side, I do for the listeners that this question may pop in their mind about, well, what about you know? Because you touched on the power of meditating. So now, Doctor um, Christine Northrop, she does actually say though, hmm. conversely right? So that's the mind and the spirit. Conversely, we can change our biology right. Right? by doing the opposite of what you just explained to us. So right. if we take that negative thought and we yes. focus enough on it, we yes. can actually make ourselves sick. So, yes. yes. So exactly. So uh, yeah, that's, 
that's true because uh, and let me give you an example and, and i love this example because the thought on its own as i said earlier is neutral and here is the paradox and this is why it's important uh, for people who have this negative recurring thoughts to work with someone so they can actually show them how to you know actually uh, apply this on on their lives but going back to your point that a negative thought can actually uh, have an opposite effect absolutely because imagine you are attending a party right and you're enjoying yourself and somebody gave you a comment that was not very nice i don't know about you but different people they can have different reactions so based on that person's reaction one negative comment can make people blush and they can sort of, you know, give them a very embarrassing uh, reaction into that, right? So it's really, really important to understand that the thoughts are really, really powerful and they have enough power that we give it to them. So depending on, on you know, how much power and focus you give to your thought, it just becomes bigger and bigger. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Because like, I, as you were saying that, I, I've, I feel like I was having a conversation with someone yesterday, and we were talking about that. It's like, you may be like walking around on cloud nine. And then someone's like, you know, you look so silly, right? Because you're like, just feeling so good. And like, just about a ballerina, you know, walking yeah. down the street. Oh, you look so silly. Now there's two ways that can go. Either you feel so good in your heart that you're just like what we just said, just whatever, man, right? Or yeah. you take that on board and all of a sudden, like you fall on your face, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but when we um, hire someone with the expertise like Aisha, then that prevents those episodes of um, you know, of falling on our face, but we'll be right back in a moment um, to explore how we can work with her. The Replenish Me Mastermind and program is all about you. Have you been feeling like, can I just find a way to replenish myself? How do I stay deeply invested in my mission and purpose? And why am I still doing what I'm doing? Have you really lost sight and focus? What if there was a program that helped you to not only start over with that brand new slate, but support you with how to do that in a way that enriches you and empowers you to not just carry on, but to change the entire way you live your life. I call the program Replenish Me. The important thing about this is we start out by creating a new foundation and in that process, just releasing everything and anything and anyone who doesn't serve you and then replacing that with, with what you truly desire and creating a roadmap. Along the way, we're gonna doubt ourselves a bit. So we roll in the process of self-compassion, self-forgiveness, and self-belief. Does it sound too good to be true? Well, let me introduce you to my page. 
This is the Replenish Me uh, page. Here, there is a free training. As you see, there's a few videos at the top for some of the, the process. And you can actually even go to my actual website, which is replenishme.info. Okay? And here you can find out more about the program, the women that will be in there, and get the special training, the three-part free training yourself. So I want to invite you to go to www.replenishme.info and start on that path of staying nourished, body, mind, and soul. Now, back to our show. Okay, so we're back. And um, so now we've found out, you know, who Aisha is, what she does, and we really have been educated on the expertise on how the mind and the thoughts work. So at the end of the last part, I was mentioning how it's important to work with an expert. And so Aisha, how do we work with you? Okay, so there are a couple of ways people can work with me. I do one-to-one -one coaching and I do group coaching, uh, which sort of helps people with claiming their innate resilience and innate wisdom by understanding how thoughts work. Because as I explained during my talk is that thoughts are very, very spiritual. So understanding our mindset helps us understanding our psychology. And psychology is basically psyche of our soul. We see it as a very mental process, but it's actually a very spiritual process. So they can work with me as a one-to-one -one or as a group coaching. So I do have a three-month group coaching program that you know is an intimate setting that helps people taking through a, a systematic step of how you make this invisible thought process uh, you know, and, and apply this in your relationship, in your work, in your personal life. How do you sort of claim your work-life balance? How do you improve your money mindset? So the effects of, you know, this process is really all-rounded, uh, but people can experience that um, depending on either in one-to-one -one setting or group coaching. And they can contact me by sending me an email or just checking out my services on my website, which is aishaikram.com. Um, and I have a business uh, Facebook page as well. Uh, it's called Transformative Coach Aisha. Very nice. And um, she also has an opportunity. We, we collectively have an opportunity for you to meet us in London. Yes. Um, as I mentioned at the beginning, we are um, going to have a live event in October, and that's just the beginning of our world tour. But um, our event is Aisha and Cordelia Live, Resilience and Transformation Secrets to Replenish You. Right. As you can see uh, during this conversation, our thoughts it is it can be a source of replenishing of course and and your work is equally important Cordelia and which is why I'm so excited about this collaboration because it's covering 
all parts of our being. We are covering mind, we are covering body, spirit, and emotions. So yeah, we would love for you to join us in our live events in October in London, on 19th of October, actually. Yes, and uh, we'll put the link for that as well um, underneath for you to sign up for that. So with that, thank you so much for your time today, and I appreciate having you on the show. Thank you so much for inviting me, and uh, yeah, I loved it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Replenish Me Show. Remember, sharing is caring, so share this with a friend. I'm sure that you've benefited and you've learned something new. Now it's time to implement and be the beacon of light that you're called to be in this world. With replenishing thoughts, until next week, good night.